This podcast is brought to you by BeatStars, the number one marketplace to buy and sell beats. In this episode, our host Damian Ritter speaks with music producer Biddle about how to succeed on TikTok. To our pro page users, don't forget to check out our opportunities and challenges on BeatStars World for a chance to work with some of the industry's best creators. If you're not a pro page member, but would like to try it out, use the code PODCAST for a 30-day free trial. And of course, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. It usually takes a second or two for people to people to jump in here. Gotcha, gotcha. Where are you based? Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, man. Okay. Dope. Yeah. And, and DJ Payne's neck of the woods. Not Milwaukee, but Wisconsin. He's a, he's over in Madison. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's like an hour away. Yes, sir. You guys making it happen in the middle. Super dope. All right, cool. It looks like we have people joining us. Uh, my apologies to everybody that's jumping in here now. Uh, I had some technical difficulties. Completely my fault. Um. So hopefully we didn't lose anybody. Hopefully people didn't think that we weren't having the session. Um, but I'll wait another minute or two for, 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 for folks to jump in here. Today's going to be a really dope session. I'm looking forward to it. And I know it's information that you guys want to know, um, you know, especially around TikTok and, and things. Uh, our guest today has been quite successful uh, building a TikTok following. So we want to dive into that where I'm happy to have him here because I don't have... I tapped out of the music stuff before TikTok was a thing. So, you know, I don't have direct um, experience outside of Ja. So I, I manage a comedian now, Ja. He does he does pretty well on TikTok, but he don't he's not active. He's probably thrown like eight videos up there. That's about it. Um, but anyway, let's jump into this. Uh, and it's it's Biddle, right? That's how you pronounce it? Yes, sir. You, you, I'm assuming you just threw the three in there for like SEO purposes. Uh, so it's actually, yeah, yeah. So my, my government, um, I'm the third. So oh. threw that on there for, you know, just legacy family, you know what I'm saying? Meaning. So, and it, and it helps with search that too. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's dope. I, I, I mean, because, you know, I'm always telling artists to tell their story, right? Like, and you can tell your story obviously through your music, but through your interviews, you should be telling your story and what you're about through everything that you do. And the fact that the three is not just SEO purposes, but it's also, it, it's a little insight into who you are. You, you're the third. So that's, that's dope. Um, you know, I definitely encourage folks to do that. So do you want to give a little, uh, like a brief background of, of, of who you are, where you're from and, and, and kind of what, what you're working on right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, uh, like really starting to get serious with music, like in 2012, 2013, me and my guy ran across the funk volume by, uh, documentary. And that was like, that was life changing. So man, been following you and I, I appreciate you for inviting me on here. All good. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm a hip hop artist. Um, been doing this, uh, for like, you know, 12, 13 years. Um, as I mentioned, got a little more serious, um, as I like got into college and like started to realize that whatever I was going to be studying in college just was not, I wasn't passionate about it. Like I was music. 
Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, you know, get more serious and really uh, just start going down that path of learning the ins and outs of music um, and the business side of things. Um, you know, fast forward, uh, had a had a friend in digital marketing tell me about TikTok. And um, this was like, I want to say last year, like last summer. Um, he told me about it and, you know, was talking about it's a new wave, this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but what I've been seeing, you know, all I saw was like, you know, just dances and kind of like what people's perception is of it now still a little bit. Um, and I, I just, you know, I kind of shrugged it off. Um, and then a little later, like in August, he was like, bro, like, just get on, make an account, like, just, just start. And I was like, all right, cool. So I made an account and of like the first five videos I did, um, two, one did like 60,000 views, which was, you know, pretty dope. Um, and then the other one did like a quarter of a million. Um, and that was pretty cool, but they weren't like, I wasn't doing videos, uh, like specific to music at all. So like I got the views, but I didn't really get followers or anything because they didn't, it was like, what what were they following me for? You know? Right. So got a a couple followers, um, but like nothing too crazy. Uh, so then I kind of fumbled, stumbled along, um, to like, maybe I want to say like March, um, just like. I had, you know, a few weeks at a time where I would be consistent again, just kind of posting like whatever. And then I had weeks where I got frustrated and I didn't post anything. Mm. Um, so then March comes around, my guy checks back in with me and he's like, yo, um, I came across this other guy who's in digital marketing, but he's more um, he focuses on TikTok and like growing brands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You should talk to him because he could really help you with your direction and everything. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I link up with him, I'm talking to him and he's telling me everything about like from the basics, like how the algorithm works, um, how, uh, how to structure your videos, what aspects of the video um, or what like metrics. So like watch time and, you know, a uh, number of shares, things like that, how they rank um, in their significance to like, you know, make something pop. Mm-hmm. Just give me the whole rundown. Um, and, you know, he's, so I'm doing like trial and error um, with these, with this new information um, for like a month and a half, two months. And then um, through what I had learned, like just by looking at my own analytics, I was like, you know what? Okay, I think I finally have like a strategy and I have a a video series that I think will pop based on what I had been seeing and what I had learned. Um, So first video in that series was the What's Poppin' remix. um, And that went viral. So that got like two, three million views um, like that first week that I had put it out and it took me from like 2000 followers to like over 40,000. Wow. Like, okay, I think I got something here. So I put Wait, out. So what, so what was that? Can you describe like what, what that video was? Like, what were you doing? So you were just yeah. rapping over to what's popping beat. That's all it was. Yeah. So like I, I made a little skit out of it. So um, I did a remix prior to that because what I had been seeing like in that, time so this is like the end of june ish um what i had been seeing from a lot of hip-hop artists and it, it you know is a uh a, a video format that seemed to be really working was there was like a skit where um they play you know you play two people you play yourself and then whoever you're remixing or like it might be the producer whatever um and you like walk into a room and you're like hey can i get a verse and then it pans to the other guy and they're like oh yeah sure you know come on hop in so then they, you know, put on the headphones, whatever, and then they get into their, you know, rapping. And then it's okay. just a back and forth of you rapping and then the other guy, like, reacting to it. 
Okay. And I thought that was dope. Um, and I, and I tried that same approach, like line for line almost. Um, and that did the, uh, the best out of like, so like up until that point, my video average was probably like a thousand views a video. Um, I did that one and that was the first one to get me to like 10,000 views since the, the random viral, you know, video I had, you know, way back when. And I was like, okay, there's something here, but like, it's obviously not, it's not like unique enough because I feel like too many people are doing it. So they're kind of used to this. Right. So I was just like, well, what if I like, what if instead of him just like walking in and asking for a verse, what if he like snuck in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that adds a different element. And then the other guy responds differently to the sneaking. <clears throat> so it just added more, you know, dynamics and it was a little deeper of a, I guess like a, a storyline or whatever you could play around with that. So that's what I did with that first one. Like I, I was like sneaking into the studio and then the guy was kind of like, Hey, what you doing in here? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just like start rapping anyway. And then over time, like as I'm rapping, I'm like winning him over. So yeah, I put that out. And I think it was like that approach, that format, and the fact that the official remix to the song dropped like that Friday and then put out the song or the remix like the following Monday. So everybody was talking about the remix over the weekend, like ranking everybody's verse and everything. And then I mine. So like I, I, I did it while it was hot. So I think the trending song, the trending song that I did and the format like just worked in perfect harmony. Did you know that, that that the remix was coming out? Was that intentional or did it just happen to be, you know, good timing, you know, on accident? Yeah, I think it was good timing just because uh, I had a friend like a couple months ago, um, like ask me to do a remix to that song. And I, for whatever reason, I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't want to at the time. And then the remix, the actual remix drops and I'm like, okay. Like, cause I think like maybe a day before the remix actually dropped, I was like, I had, you know, finalized what I was going to do, like that that video format. Uh-huh. And I was trying to think of like, okay, what song should I remix first, though? And then that song came out, and I was like, oh, well, this is perfect, you know what I mean? Right. So that following Monday, I drop it, and yeah, it went crazy. That's dope. I mean, I, I think so. I think artists need to think smarter about their marketing and, and more strategic about the content that they create and when they put it out. I mean, there was a lot of layers to why this video did as well as it did and they just like compound each other um so i think you know i think that's a good story to get other people thinking about you know their content and like what's coming up right is there is an artist about to drop an album is there a holiday coming up is there a big event coming up like i think you need to be that strategic and have that forethought you know as you're putting your content together so that you can maximize the possibility of it going viral. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So that, so, so you, you, you put that video out. That's what got you to 40,000 or were you at 40,000 and it took you somewhere else? Yeah, no. So that got me to 40,000. I was at, I was at literally like 22, 2207. I want to say like something like that. And I kind of like remember the screenshot I took. Okay. Um, and yeah, that, that first video took me to like a little over 40 K. Okay. And then, okay, so what, how, and then, so how often are you starting to put out videos now? I think, um, I think it was, it was no more, I think I had like maybe one or two weeks during that span where like I dropped two, but like it was really just one video a week. And it was because, um, 
one, I had a job at the time, so I didn't, I really just didn't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then two, um, I was finding that you kind of wanted the the video to like ride or like to like naturally, you know, go through its wave. Right. So you like put it out and then it starts to go crazy and then it starts to trail off a little bit and you kind of want to hit it like further away, like on its descent because mm-hmm. it's like if you put out another video while another one's popping, it kind of cannibalizes the views that it's getting, you know, that the trending one is getting. And then like you, you lose out on like the growth or the peak that, you know, the first one would have had. Right. So, yeah. I like to, I like to space them out and like give them a week when they're going viral. So you found at least through, through your post, like can't, it's, it's less likely to have like multiple videos like go, you think it cannibalizes the first video you put out if it was starting to get some traction? Yeah, at least at that time. Like, I, don't, I know the algorithm has had, like, they've had a couple changes and updates um, late, but at that time, I knew that that was kind of a thing, you know, at that time. So, I don't know. It, you know, I would try it. Just whatever works for you as an individual, I just, you know, based on the circumstances that I was in at the time, like, that just seemed to work for me, you know. Th- that That's a super important point because these algorithms do not stay the same, right? So I think it's 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 constantly you know, experimenting, but it's constant. you have to constantly educate yourself and stay up on the changes on these different platforms so that you can adjust your strategy accordingly, especially as they introduce new tools like Instagram with the reels. Now um, it it is so important to know like what's happening on these platforms so you can be a first mover and take advantage of it before it becomes, you know, just a lot of people trying to do the same thing. Um, all right. So is it consistency that just kept building to where you are now, or did you have like some pretty, you know, big splashes of, of like videos that kind of took you or was it just being consistent, um, you know, to now? Yeah, I think it was just the, the consistency. Um, so, and I've had like, I've had some conversations with some other people on the marketing side and they're like, yo, you're an anomaly because like nobody goes viral this many times like in a row like mm-hmm. i think of the 10 or the 11 that i dropped like only one of them didn't like hit the millions like every other one was at least a million you know so um and i think that's why it happened so fast so like literally from the end of june to like i think mid-august i went from you know that 2000 or whatever it's over a million and like yeah it was insane but i, I definitely think that consistency had a um had a large part to do with it because, you know, with every video uh, that went viral, you know, these people are coming to your profile and they're checking out the rest of your catalog. So that's also, um, you know, they're probably going from that video to a couple other videos. And then once they have, like, they've seen two or three and they're like, Oh, this is dope. Like, where can I get more? Um, They're going to your Instagram, they're going to your YouTube and your Spotify. Um, And that was evident in my other platforms growth too. So like, to give some context, when I first started, um, I was about at like the same point on my Instagram. I had like 2000 ish followers. Um, and then that shot up to right now I'm at 28,000. Um, YouTube, I had like a hundred and a little over a hundred subscribers. Now I'm at 28,000 on YouTube. Um, Spotify, I was getting like anywhere from like 10 to 20 streams a day, like just nothing. Now um, I'll get anywhere from like 10 to 20,000 streams a day. So it's just like, 
it it translates over. Dope. Now I, I was I wanted to get into that because I, I think TikTok is unique in the sense that like you can put your links to other platforms like right on your homepage. Like they don't, I guess I think that's gonna change eventually. I would I would imagine, you know, because platforms don't typically want you leaving their platform. But on TikTok, you can put your YouTube and your Instagram like right there. Do you think that's why it's been easier to get your success to trickle over? Or has have you been doing something else on TikTok to alert people to find you on these other platforms? So, you know, the craziest thing, like, it is, it's crazy. And it's, I, I feel like some people, I've, I've told a few people and they kind of just, like, brushed it aside because they thought I was lying or BSing. <laughs> but, like... I did, so like uh I did um I did the what's popping remix, the what joiner. So this is like my fourth remix in. So um the first three, two of them went viral, and I saw a little like I saw spikes in my in my numbers, like on Spotify and whatnot. But the biggest so in between the the third and the fourth video, I was in this like I guess a, a webinar, um, and it had a an influencer. And he, uh, he, his goal was to like send people over to his YouTube. And one question that I had for him was like, yo, how do you like, cause he was talking about how fast he grew it. And I was like, yo, how are you getting so many people? It was some insane. I think he went from like a few thousand to like half a million subscribers. It was just some insane number. And I'm like, yo, how are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, literally all I do is like at the end of my videos and like in the, like when you first post your video, you have a um, you can like drop a comment, and your comment will like be on top for for mo- like for the most part, unless I don't know, unless it goes crazy viral and there's a bunch of people that have like comments that comments that go viral themselves, like your comment will be on top. Um, he was like, "Yo, in that first comment, and in like the last two seconds or whatever of my video, I tell people to go over to my YouTube." for the rest of the video or for part two or for more or like just whatever. And he does the same thing in the comments. And he said that that was the game changer for him. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's all you yeah. did. So I was like, okay, sure. Like whatever. So I did it in the, in the fourth one. Um, and you'll notice that in the, in the first three, I, I didn't do that. But in the, um, in the last frame, I said, you know, like search, Biddle on Spotify or whatever for more music. And then I did the same thing on in the comments, like search Biddle um, on all streaming platforms or something like that. And that day, like I went from having like 580 monthly listeners to like 10,000. Nice. Like the streams just like went insane, like from that point on. And it really is just that. So I guess, um, and I think I think it makes sense because of the the speed of the platform and the the small the the size of the attention span of the people that are on TikTok. It's a lot faster moving than um, like Instagram and or like a YouTube or something like that. Where when you go onto those platforms, you expect to engage with a single piece of content for a longer amount of time. Whereas on TikTok, it's it's very much just swiping through videos, right? Um, and if it doesn't catch you in the first couple of seconds or you can't get, you know, what you need from it in that amount of time, you're going on to the next one. So he phrased it. He was like, you got to treat people on TikTok like they're dumb and just like make sure you hammer home where you want them to go like several times. 
So, and that's not just TikTok. I mean, you gotta, you gotta knock people over the head quite a few times to get their attention. And if you want them to buy something, I mean, you, you probably gonna have to knock them over the head like 20 different times. And, you know, I think some artists, I think some artists do a good job promoting themselves, but I think there's a lot of artists that feel like they're promoting too much when they're not promoting enough. Right. Um, So, so you, you gotta do that. So I think another question I have for you is, do you feel like, I know things happened fast. And and when I talk consistency to artists, like I'm not talking about over months, like I'm talking about over years, you know, just, and then I'm, and, and not even just like TikTok, I'm talking about having success in the music industry requires consistency over years. You found success on TikTok in a matter of months. Do you feel like you were ready for the attention that you got that fast? Like, would, would you, would, I mean, obviously you're going to take it whenever you get it, but now that you have some attention, did you have a bunch of music? Did you have a bunch of content to binge? Like, how could you have better prepared yourself for like that influx of fans? Yeah, um, definitely having uh, a catalog helps with that. Um, so like, I don't know, one of my favorite examples of people, um, like on the independent side is Russ and, you know, Russ talking about his 11 albums that he had prior to, you know, starting to pop off. I think that's super dope and super important. Um, and I just think about like how I come across, I don't know, like people on YouTube or whatever, like if I'm looking at for whatever, like I, I might be looking for a like a mansion's YouTube. I like looking at nice houses or whatever. And if I come across uh, a video that I really like, and then I go onto the channel and they only have like three videos, I'm probably not going to subscribe. But if I see, you know, like eight, nine, ten videos of, of high quality, and I see that they're coming out on a consistent basis, I'm going to subscribe because I want to. I don't want to miss that, and I want to be, you know, tuned in and tapped in. So. I definitely think that, um, and I, I think that's kind of where the, how the growth was kind of like building on it, like exponentially on TikTok is how like it started out, like I say 40,000, like, you know, over like a course of a week or whatever, like that might seem like a lot to some people, but to go for, like, if I went 40,000 every week for six weeks, I wouldn't have hit a million. Like it compounded with every single video because people were starting to see like, Oh, this is what he does. Oh, he's, you know, so by like the eighth or ninth one, they're like, Oh, he's done J Cole and Kendrick and Drake and, and Dixie to Like he's, you know, remixed all of these. So I definitely think that wherever you go in or for like any of your platforms that you have, whether it's, you know, Spotify with your music, uh, YouTube with your, you know, your videos and your Instagram, having that, catalog of photos or videos or music that you can stand behind um and that uh it's not you know not just random and you have some kind of uh a method to your madness um that's what's gonna keep people around um and you know gonna make them want to follow and maybe even turn on notifications because they know what to expect when they get on that platform and they want to see more of it so yeah definitely having a catalog i think Uh, I can't, uh, I can't hear you. I don't know what's my bad. I muted myself because somebody's vacuuming in the other room. My bad. But a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the videos that have been successful, you said have been remixes, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. You, you got this content that does really well. 
But like, how are you incorporating who who you are? Like, I would imagine that you don't just want to be the remix guy. Like, you know, how are you telling your story and making sure people become fans of, of you and and your story? Yeah. So I've that's funny because I've had that conversation so many times. Like, I've been like on one end, I'm like, man, like, do I want to keep doing remixes, blah blah blah, and like just feel pigeonholed, or do I want to? just say like skip it all together and just be like you know okay now i'm ushering in this new content and you're gonna like it like whatever um and i've come to find out that people are the people that are interested in like they hear the like the musicality and the you know the bars and the flow like whatever in the originals or in the remixes they gravitate to the rest of my stuff naturally Mm -hmm. so it's not something that i should fear continuing to do because that's the stuff that brings people in and brings in the content right um so i will in between um like the remix videos i will put out you know random videos that um that aren't designated or like intended to go viral but they're more so just to like build my um community and um my brand so for those people that are interested in oh what else you know is there to this guy it'll be there for them. And it's very similar to like anything, right? So you'll have, um, I was talking to an artist, like actually before this, um, about this very same thing. And I was like, well, think about it like as an artist, right? So you have in your fan base, you're going to have different tiers of of fans. You're going to have the people that have only heard the hit songs, the songs that hit the radio or whatever. And then you're going to have that next tier that they have, you know, their, their favorite albums and they have, they listen to more than just a hit song. And then you have people that have heard all the music and they mess with you everywhere else. Like they've seen your vlogs and your, your documentaries or whatever on YouTube mm-hmm. and they're, they're checking out all your posts on Instagram and they're just completely like engrossed in what you do. And they like, they may or may not have merch, like they're super tapped in and that's okay because that's just normal and that like that's just how it is in any business and any you know with any brand they have different levels of supporters um but you need to have something for those tiers you need to have the 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 hits you need to have the catalog and then you need to have other ways that people can engage with you other than your main thing so yeah Nah, that I mean that that's crucial. I mean, I think the 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 main word that you that you just said was community, and you know, I think it's so important to to build, be intentional about building a community, facilitating facilitating interaction amongst your community, so that they start, you know, getting to know one another, and it just creates such a some stronger connection. And you having that mindset, you know, applying that to to monetization as well, and providing different opportunities for fans to tap in. Like if you're the super fan, they're going to get like the VIP pack. They might subscribe to some type of membership, all that. Whereas on the other side of the spectrum, you know, you might just be monetizing YouTube and they're just watching, you know, and maybe that's how the money comes in. But speaking of monetization, like how have you started to to monetize your platforms? Um, you know, and, and how are you making sure that, you know, you actually establish yourself and have a, have a career in this? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually like just now like slowly starting to like really tap into that mm-hmm. um, just because I, I didn't want to, you know, like do it too early or I didn't want to take an opportunity that 
it just seemed like I was chasing the bag. Um, so I've actually just been learning about that, um, like as of recently, but a few ways outside of, um, like the streams, um, one, uh, I tried this with a, uh, a song release that I did. Um, so I, I basically put a song up, uh, like, I think like three or four days before it's official release. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it up for like, pay what you want. Um, so, you know, people could get it for $0. They could get it for, you know, or they could donate however much, um, to hear the song. Um, and I made a few hundred dollars off that, which was really cool. But in addition to that, um, there was a, like an email wall. So they had to give out their email. So through that, you know, I got like 200 emails just off of like, just putting my song up early, something that they were going to probably listen to anyway. Um, so that was really dope. Um, I did a, I've done a couple of, um, like sponsored posts opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, across my like TikTok and also like utilizing my Instagram. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I'm currently doing a, uh, a partnership with rap chat, the app where you can like, you know, make music. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, yeah. So those are like some of the ones that I've like off the top of my head that really, um, that just stick out. But, uh, I'm just, you know, building, trying to build my brand outside of the music and um, being cognizant of like what my followers, um, like how they perceive me. So like just paying attention to the qualitative data, like the comments that I get, the DMs that I get, and just really getting a feel for like what my brand is to other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then either, you know, like playing into the things that I align with and that I actually want to put out there, but then also like, okay, well, I don't really want to be known for that. So maybe like, let me phase that out a little bit and like put this aspect of my brand, like more into the forefront and just build that image so that over time um, it becomes natural. And then I can like seek out or be open to those opportunities, like as they come in. Right. No, I mean, I think you're obviously in a great position when you have, you know, 1.5 million and it's, it's all organic, right? There's no, there's no other tricks to this, right? You didn't pay anybody like, cause you know, we got to keep no, yeah, no for marketing. None of that. This was all just putting out content on TikTok, man. Nah, we got to keep it real with the MEC community. Cause that's what we're about. Um, but yeah. I, I, obviously I didn't think you did, or you wouldn't be on the platform talking to us right now. But, um, you know, one of the ways in which I think you can really leverage, um, you know, your following is to just, you know, cause you'll be able to get people's attention now. Right. So even if it's a brand that, you know, what, what are the brands that you like? What do you, what do you like naturally do? Like what kind of yeah. stuff you um, drink, like stuff you wear. Cause I, yeah. cause I, cause I spend a lot of time, you know, for the guys, I manage comedians now and I, I reach out to brands and typically with their numbers, I'm at least able to get a response, um, maybe get some product. Cause that stuff takes a while. We, we had Jesse Kirschbaum on from new agency. I think we talked about this last week, you know, building and really getting a lot more money out of brands, like sometimes takes a while, right? You'll hit them up. You'll get their attention because you have such a large following. And maybe it's just like, Hey, you know, they send you some product, you put, you do a creative video, you put the product in the video, it gets a million views. And then you circle back and be like, oh, I appreciate you sending the product. want to make sure you saw the video that I put out. And hopefully that conversation just continues and eventually it's monetized and you get a lot more money. But some, a lot of artists aren't willing to, to like really, they don't know how to network. 
right? They don't really know how to build that relationship. You know, you seem like a, a, a very smart cat. So that's definitely something that you can do right now. And I think it leads to money. It leads to partnering with other brands to get additional exposure, to kind of tell your story the way you want to tell it. Um, and I think you can get the attention of other artists that haven't figured out TikTok. There might be bigger artists than you, right? They might be a bigger artist, but they haven't figured out TikTok. So you can help them and they can help you in maybe a collab situation or something like that. So I think obviously there's mon- there's there's money ways that you can leverage the platform, but there's relationships that I'm I'm sure. Have you done anything like that? Have you tried to like, you know, get a get a feature from an artist that you know you or something like that? Yeah, um, yo, it's mad crazy. Um, rest in peace, King Von. He actually reached out like. I want to say, like, after the third or fourth video, um, we were never able to, like, put anything together. But he was, like, in my TikTok live, and he was like, yo, remix one of my songs. And I was like, I didn't even know who he was at the time. I was just like, um, yeah, man, like, hit me up on Instagram or something like that, and we can talk about it. And then he hit me up, and I was like, I, I was, obviously, I saw it from his Instagram because his TikTok really wasn't big or anything. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Instagram, and I was like, oh, like, it's this is Vaughn. <laughs> like, this is King Vaughn, you know what I mean? So, um yeah, like it's, you know, stuff like that has happened. Um, I've had like, you know, just like producers like, yo, I make beats. Like it'd be dope if we did like a collab or something like that. Because um, I know one of the big trends uh, going on right now is like a, um, it's kind of like a back and forth, like duet my, you know what I'm saying? Like my uh, verses or whatever. Like I leave yeah. some open and then you, you know, finish them. Um, I've had a couple people reach out for opportunities like that. Um but I don't know. Like, I feel like I haven't fully stepped into, I guess, what I've become. Um, like, I just got verified on there, like, uh, a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago. I don't really remember. But um, I don't really real. like, sometimes I just don't realize what that means to some people because I'm still, I'm still me, you know, still doing the same stuff and trying to grow. Um, but then I'll, like, inbox somebody or follow some or any kind of action you can do on the platform like comment on somebody's thing and then like a bunch of people will comment like after it like oh man like Biddle just kind of like I love your music and like you know like people will freak out and I'm just like uh, I guess I I guess I do have that to use or to leverage you know what I mean so um it, it definitely escapes and I, I definitely um like need to have conversations like this to remind myself like I need to I am an influencer and I need to leverage that you know what I mean so yeah and, it, and, it, and it's not that you it's like hey like it's not you got to rush anything but the fact of the matter is is we don't know how long these platforms live right like you know i, I didn't know if it was true or not if trump was going to try to shut down tiktok you know yeah. then what you know that's why i'm always encouraging you know up and coming creators to you know get data get email get emails phone numbers really try to own the connection with your fans is so important um so so again not that you need to to rush out and really figure this out but you should take some time to be like a little bit more strategic and be like okay you know what what are some of my monetization opportunities what brands should i reach out to and and what people do i want to align myself with to help tell my story and to share fan bases you know so that you can start growing those other platforms even quicker and have more security in your career going forward um so i i, I mean but yeah the, I, don't, I don't i don't mean to lecture you but i think you got a great opportunity here you know with with the platform that you have um Let's just talk networking real quick. Obviously, we we came into contact through through the app Clubhouse. 
Yeah. Um, and and I, I reached out and, and wanted to bring you on to the to the MEC because I, I was just listening to you know you share your story in in one of the rooms. What are what are your opinions of of Clubhouse so far? And for those that don't know, Clubhouse is a new app. Uh, it's a social media app, but it's all audio. You can join different rooms of different conversations. Um, it's it's kind of dominated by music from what I've seen. And I think um, I've told some other people this, but I think music conversations dominate Clubhouse because, you know, people just are struggling to figure it out. They don't have the information. And there's a lot of people that want to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So people are just trying to figure out how to, you know, have some type of success in music. But what do you what do you think of clubhouse and kind of what has been your experience thus far? Or do you have something specific you're trying to get out of clubhouse when you're on it or you just having fun? Yeah. Um, yeah. Clubhouse has, has been a, a huge game changer. Um, I actually just came back from uh, LA and it was because of clubhouse. Mm. Um, so I got connected with uh, like an entertainment lawyer that knew um somebody that like used to work with like MGK and he discovered a couple other artists and he really liked what um, she had to say about me and we connected and he was like, yo, come out. Like, I want to show you some things and just, and just chop it up and talk. So um, that was really dope. Uh, And that's basically the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. Um, It's to, you know, to learn more because I've, my understanding of the industry has just come from like books and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I mean, I feel like they tell part of the story, but like actually, you know, hearing it from people that have, that have been in it and are in it every day, um, you know, is the best source that you can go to. So being a part of those conversations um, has just been really eye opening and game changing. And I've just been learning a lot from these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yes, yeah, it's, it's honestly the best networking opportunity that you could you could have like at this point in time, like with COVID and everything going on. Um, I, I love the rooms that, you know, our education and, and, and they talk about stuff. Cause then there's also, you know, that side of clubhouse where, you know, people are just like, I don't know, they're trying to like flex whatever things they've done in the past. And you can right. kind of see and see through that nonsense, but um, no, it's, it's been super helpful for people like me um, because like, even with, stuff like understanding like royalties and how that works and um how to get how to be registered properly and, and properly um like have all your ducks in a row so that you're getting the money that you you know deserve um that's a conversation that um like I, I knew a little bit about but like again it just completely opened up a whole new realm of possibility in, in that perspective so uh yeah clubhouse is amazing and, and uh i really think that for anybody that has an opportunity to get on, definitely do so. Take it serious. And, um, you know, really with any platform, when you get introduced to somebody, like try to bring it off platform and have a conversation with them. Um, because that's where, again, like the where I, I know people hate using the word networking and, and so do I. But like when you build that um, that connection and you have that conversation outside of the platform, it, it's there's like this. uh I don't know, it's something unexplainable, but that the human element of the conversation kicks in Mm -hmm. and they, it's a different kind of connection. And that person, you know, may or may not know someone in the future or it's, you know, it's just always just good to have those people in your corner. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's been great for me from a networking standpoint, because, and, and to be honest with you, like I, I still do I, the the music entrepreneur club just got verified as a club on Clubhouse, so I'll probably do like one session a week 
um, on Clubhouse, but I, I'm already tapped out of the music conversation. I'm like, all right, it's enough. It's enough of this music stuff. I, I jump in other rooms, and because I'm trying to inch over into television and film, like I'm a stu- I'm a student in the, I'm a student in those rooms. I mean, I'm a student in music still too, um, because you know what you realize is that you know there's a lot to learn in music, but there's also a lot of different ways to to chart your path in the music industry. I was on I was in a session last night with a cat named Ray Daniels who has has more experience in 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 the major label system, right? He actually used to be Jaren's manager uh, back in the day. So he has more experience in the major label system, right? And and I feel like I can navigate the major label system, but I haven't had as much experience as he has. I'm more like independent, like less really monetize a fan base, create it, create community, create value, things like that. So as as an artist is looking for a manager, you know, you probably want to figure out who has the best experience for where you're trying to go, right? Like if you're a pop artist, you want to be the biggest artist in the world, then, you know, you need to find somebody that's more in line with that. But there's so many different ways to make it in the music. That's why we have the MEC so we can have these conversations because typically when somebody asks me a question, the answer is always like, it depends, right? It depends on where you want to go. It depends on what resources you have. There's so many variables. And that's why I think it's important to have these conversations that you can have on clubhouse. Uh, But on clubhouse, I think there's just a lot of, a lot of younger people that are in a rush to network. Yes. It's like, oh, you're an artist. I'm a producer. Let's work. Let's build. <laughs> oh, 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 you're an artist. You're a ma- and they don't and they're not taking the time to really understand who's in these rooms because some of these people in the rooms is like heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. So you know you can't really come at them the way you would come at you know a less experienced person in the industry. And I think people should just slow down. But it is a great opportunity on there. It's been a great opportunity for me. I've learned a ton. Um, I'm actually thinking of putting out uh, an ebook just on networking and I got to include clubhouse cause I already had it written. Um, so I might pass it over to you so you could take a look at it before I, before I let it go. But um, yeah. it's, it's crucial. Um, all right. Now I'm sounding like I'm talking too much. My apologies. Uh, I want to, I want to make sure that we get a couple questions from the audience. So it no matter what platform you're tuning in from, whether it's Periscope or, or or YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, go ahead and ask your questions in the comments and we'll see if we can knock out a couple of those. While you guys are typing your questions, I want to see Biddle, what is your so what does your team look like and has it changed since your TikTok success? Do you do you work with a manager? Do you is a producer on the team? Like who's on the Biddle team? That's wild. Um, because I have that conversation too. Like, um, the team is just, yo, it's literally me. And then, like, my wife helps me make the videos. <laughs> like, oh, that, nice. Now your really wife on the team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good at content creation. So um, she'll, like, help me. Or if, uh, I don't know, a take was was kind of mediocre, she'd be like, nah, do that again. Like, the 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 the, uh, the emotion wasn't there or something like that. So, but, yeah, like, no, no manager, no like a constant or consistent um producer yet um it's just been me and that's another conversation i've been having is like you got like two sides of the coin you have people that are like you know artists need to build their team and like this this and that but then you have people saying like oh well when you get to that point like those those people will find you and i'm like yeah 
I get it, but I also feel like by the time they do find me, like I'll be straight, you know, I, I will have already had something going on. So like, I don't know. I've, of course I'm open to it and I want to build, but at the same time, it's like, well, if I'm listening to these people and they say that people will find me, I guess I'm not there yet, you know? So, well, I don't necessarily agree with that, you know, cause there'll be a lot of people that'll be like, Oh, don't get a manager till you have something to manage. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's like, you know, I started working a hop and my brother, like there was nothing to manage really, but we, cre- we created, we created something to manage. I, we helped create something to, ma- you know, to manage together. Um, it's less likely you're going to find somebody before you have something to manage. But if you do happen to know somebody that's just as passionate about you and can, you know, hold your feet to the fire and, and, and have that same attention to detail that your wife seems like she has. Because right. a lot of people just from I, I already know that she's I mean, she's your wife, so she's crucial. But like, I already know how valuable she's going to be to the team just because the fact that you said, hey, she tells you to do a take over again. Yeah. You know, where, whereas like people, lazier people on the team and people that just want to get through it, they'll be like, ah, that was good, man. Let's go post it. Boom. You know, but the fact that you have already a person around you that wants the best, you know, in, in, in every piece of content you create, I think it's awesome. Uh, but I think it could go either way. I think you can find somebody, people can find you. It can happen at different times for different people, just depending. Um so that's it. It's just you. And so the beats that you get, are you just getting them off beat stars? You, you have producers that you work with? Yeah. So up until like the last song that I teased, they've all been YouTube with the exception of like maybe a, like three or four from my first project that I like a friend helped me produce. But all the other ones were, yep, YouTube producers. So beat stars for the most part, like maybe one or two was like a band camp situation. But yeah, it was, it's just been internet piece for the most part though okay so we do have we do have a question that came in he says cloud nine says uh what are some things you wish you would have known before you started on tiktok hmm. you, you were you weren't on tiktok but i mean i know you know a lot of younger cats think like a year is hella long these days i get it but like you weren't on tiktok that long before you started yeah so I guess uh, probably kind of what we were talking about earlier, like just the whole the catalog thing and just knowing that, um, man, the more uh, like quality, you know, um, posts and, and songs and whatnot that you have in the stash, the more likely somebody, you know, when they do come across your, you know, your, your songs, your content, um, they are going to be uh, as like, you know, being a fan, a subscriber, a follower, Um so, I mean, I guess maybe I would have built my catalog a little more. Um, maybe I would have. Um, I guess a, another thing, too, is uh, understanding or like really trying to take the emotion away from content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, because like even aside from being like, a you know, somebody on TikTok that makes content like we're we just we make content. We make, you know, music is content, like everything is content. And um put the emotion into the content. But then once the content hits the market, but that's when it switches from like being a creator and putting heart into it to like just business. Mm-hmm. So don't like, especially on TikTok, like don't look at a, as a, at a flopped video as like this piece of content was trash. Like there's more that goes into it than like 
your talent or like whatever it is you're putting in the video. So like maybe um, like the difference between the first remix that I did and then the what's popping remix that I did. Um, the big difference, like the the first one, the there was like a Playboy Cardi uh, joint. People love that one, but it was structured differently. There was a different skit. Um, lighting was different. The execution was different. Like everything matters. And those subtle differences are what are going to get you. And that song, the Playboy Cardi song wasn't trending. So mm -hmm. it already didn't have, you know, I wasn't catching people's ear because a lot of people didn't even know the song, but you hear that dun, 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 like from what's popping. And it's like, Oh, like this, the song is popping right now. Like I love this. Wow. Song. He's doing something to it. Like it, you know, I've already got him hooked without even really doing anything. So leave the emotion out and really just try to look at things from an analytical standpoint. And I guarantee it'll help you in your content creation journey. Like no other, because you know, because it's this stuff can be really draining on an emotional on an emotional toll. So, right. yeah, I, I would encourage people watching this to really just take a look at Biddle's page and just kind of you know see the different videos, which ones did better than others. See if you can notice some of those details. Do you do that with with other pages, or did you do that like? you know, prior to having this success, did you just kind of look at what other people were doing and kind of take bits and pieces and apply it to, to, to what you were doing? Yeah. That's, that's how I found out that that video format was like in. Mm. So like I would, like I started out looking at like hashtag rapper and I came across a couple rappers pages. And then from there, um, I think if you look like to the right of the follow button, there's like a down arrow, you tap that and you get a bunch of similar accounts. And I just looked at like I probably looked at like ten to fifteen different accounts of people that had like um, I think like six, a six figure following or above, and just looked at their most successful videos and like just tried to break them down like what were they doing, um, and then like what were they doing in the first few seconds to like hook somebody, um, and and really just trying to analyze and break down as much as possible like what are they doing. Um, and is this like a, is it a trend? Is this something that people are doing right now? That's, that's working. You know what I mean? So, or was it like a one-off kind of thing that's just randomly, you know, caught or grew legs. So, um, yeah, definitely look into your, uh, your niche, like whether you're a rapper, like singer, songwriter, like whatever it is, look at what's popping right now because, um, it changes like, you know, sometimes week by week, month by month, you know, whatever it is, um, yeah, you always want to be current. Dope. So, and Mr. Smith says, what would you say is your biggest need right now to accomplish your main goal besides money? Well, I guess what is what is the main goal? Like what, you know, ultimately what you know, where where do you see yourself? Yeah, so um I'm really like I'm mad competitive, so I'm trying to be like Drake at some point. You know, I'm trying to just that kind of stature in the game. And I want to be in the, you know, the barbershop conversations when they talk about like, well, who's the best rapper, like who really is busy. Like I want to be in that conversation. Um, so, but I guess like, you know, besides money, obviously, um, I mean, I feel like a lot, but like right now, um, again, like we mentioned earlier, I just feel like I need, uh, at least one more person in the team. Um, somebody that, you know, like you were saying was just as, uh, you know, dedicated as I am, um, to what they do. So like, whether that's, I feel like it, it, 
should be like a manager, um, mm-hmm. you know, that focus on, you know, things like, like the brand, like the partnership kind of thing, or like the, the strategy side of things. Um, right. Cause I think about that stuff, but like, I'll, I'll be engulfed in like making music or content and I, it slips my mind and I don't have time to just like focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say it's just another really dedicated team member is my next thing. Dope. Yeah. Nah, you'll figure it out. You'll, you'll, you'll eventually build it out. Um, you know, Drake status typically requires a label. Would that be something that you would be interested or have any labels reached out to you just off the strength of your, 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 uh, your TikTok following? Yeah. Um, no, no labels yet. Um, I've, though I've been hearing from a lot of people that labels are about to start reaching out. Um, cause apparently that's something that they, you know, look into the, to promote their, like their songs and their artists are like other content creators, you know, like using their songs. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was turned off to it, you know, just growing, growing up and, you know, hearing all the horror stories, but the more I hear about like the specifics of different label situations and how to leverage them, um, I'm definitely more open to it just as long as it, you know, as long as it makes sense. So yeah, no, I mean, I think I think labels, you know, there's def- there's definitely more creative deal structures these days that that play into the the, the artist advantage if you have the leverage, you know, um, yeah, they're wisening up to the fact that look, you either play by a little bit more of the by the artist rules or or they're going to continue to k- kill it independently. Um, so I think you just need to continue to carve out, continue to build your catalog. Yeah. Um, like Russ said, you know, because, you know, his, his, his catalog became so valuable one, cause he's good at what he does, but he owned, you know, a majority of his catalog prior to getting into the deal. So, you know, all the stuff he was putting out on the label, you know, that trickles down to the success of the catalog and just made his catalog crazy valuable. Uh, how, how often do you, do you put out music? Do you put out a lot of music or is it a, a little bit of a slower process? Yeah, as of late, it's definitely been a lot slower. Um, and I think part of it has to do or part of it had to do with me, like, not really knowing what to do with it or how to, uh, I guess, like, plan out, you know, like, my rollout based mm-hmm. on the resources I had. But then another part was me, like, not being super inspired by a lot of the YouTube beats that I was coming across. Like, no disrespect to anybody, you know, doing that. Like, it's they're fire for the most part, but, like, there's just like a an element of uh, like customization or like tailoring it to a specific art. Like you know, they're, they're putting these out there for like their leases. They're you know for rent for the most part. So they're making what sells, and like that's dope. But I feel like until you can lock in with somebody specifically, you can't carve out your own sound, or it's really uh, it'd be really hard to. I feel like so. I've also been looking for that just that person that I can lock in with and and create something that's a little more tailored to me so I can carve out my own sound and I don't sound like everybody else that's out there. Well, for the producers that's listening, what does that sound sound like? Where do you, what kind of, what kind of lane do you find yourself in? What would be an ideal producer, um, you know, sound for you? Yeah. So, um, my like elevator picture, how I introduce myself is like, I'm a melodic lyricist, lyricist. So, you know, using melodies, but then also getting to these bars. So like, Artists that I'm inspired by, um, you know, Drake, obviously, uh, J. Cole, um, Russ, um, 
I know it's a little taboo to say his name right now, but Tory Lanez, you know, on an artistic standpoint, uh, like I, I really mess with that. Like that, I feel like they all get busy on the bars, but then they also all have pretty dope melodies. So, yeah, to tap in with my guy DJ Payne One, man, I'm sure he got some. I'm sure he got something for you. Um, That's funny. We actually uh, are on a um, like a, a group text together. Like we today, like just got linked into one. So we're gonna be doing. I think we're doing this uh, this contest with uh, Rap Chat actually. So um, yeah, conversation is is loading. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So one one last question, and we'll, and we'll let you go, man. Uh, Rock Five says, "What what drives you to keep going every day, and, and what are your influences?" Well, you just named some of your musical influences. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so I guess, man, like, because I because I get this question too a lot. And I think it's really just the the passion for what I do. Um, I feel like if I didn't like music, I I would have quit a long time ago. So that that's really what keeps me going because there's a lot of you know things where like I have a song that doesn't do well or content that doesn't do well, but like whether like and I've been doing this for 13 years. So like if I I could have quit on the 12th year, the 11th year, whatever, but like I didn't, and it was just because like. I love music like so that was really at the top of it and then you know along the way like I just recently got married so like now that's another um influence and a a factor that keeps me going and um like adds fuel to the fire but I think it just starts with like loving what you do picking something that you you love to do so yeah I mean you know if you decide to pursue a career in music there's gonna be a lot of lows you know it's gonna be a lot of lows a lot of lows definitely more lows and highs in the beginning um you know and i think you just have to stop yourself from getting too low or even getting too high you know and i think obviously you've had a lot of success in the past year so you know you probably feel energized and, and great but you know I, i'm always a, a fan of saying you know success is constantly building on small wins it's like and even if it's a big win today hopefully you progress to a certain point where you look back at it like, yeah, it was a big win in the moment but it's small relative to what i'm doing now yeah right? so and that's that's really what i, I want to encourage you to continue to think about don't get don't get happy with you know don't get too happy with like you know sitting in tiktok like, figure out how to build you know how do you how do you build out your foundation firm up your foundation you know really grow your community monetize your community um, you know, and I, I think you'll be in a good place, but you definitely have a great start. Uh, can you let people know like where, where to find you on all the different platforms? Yeah. Um, so if you type in Biddle, B-I-D-D-L-3, um, I'll pop up anywhere. It's the, uh, it's like a picture of me with like my mask on. I have a light blue background. Um, but specifically username wise on TikTok and Instagram, it's Biddle Music. So B-I-D-D-L-3 Music. Um, and then Spotify, YouTube, uh, like Twitter, it's uh, just Biddle, B-I-D-D-L-3. Um, but yeah, look for that picture with the light blue background. I got a mask on. You'll That's how you can identify it. Dope, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you joining us today. If you ever have a question for me, feel free to reach out direct um, anytime. I'd be, I'd be happy to connect with you. Uh, and then for everybody else, obviously we have our MEC session on Thursday, but today we actually have a special artist management roundtable discussion that starts in two hours. So if you're an artist manager, uh, you know, artist managers, they don't have much support. You know, a lot of cats just out there, wing, they're just out there winging it. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's just the homie or sometimes it's the momager. Um, 
you know, we, we're trying to have this roundtable discussion. This will be our third one where just less experienced folks can learn from, from more experienced folks. And then we could just share, share best practices. So it's for managers, but it's also for artists. It's also for artists because it's important to understand like what a manager does. So you can set realistic expectations and be on the same page if, and when you bring a manager on. Um, So if you just want to be a fly on the wall, the link is actually in my Instagram, in my bio. Um, We'll be live on zoom at 3 p.m. Biddle, you're welcome to come through. If you got other stuff to do, it's all good. I just want to put it out there. But if you got friends that are managers, they should tap in because there's some, you know, some some decently experienced folks that, that that share a lot of gems. And I think it's important, man, because like I said, there's no, I mean, there's no structure in the music industry in general. But like, for, for managers, like unless you like work for a management company, um, you know, it's really tough to learn how to how to do your job effectively and it's a tough job yeah i've heard so cool all right biddle man i'll definitely be in touch i'll be checking you know keep following you seeing what you got going on and then maybe you can come back uh in a few months and and give us an update on on all the success you've had or success you're gonna have in the next you know five or six months yeah man i'd love to and thank you again for inviting me man i really appreciate this this was dope all good all right y'all see y'all next week peace peace